0: to another episode of Deja View, the show where I talk about films and their lasting impacts. I'm your host, Sydney Brumfield, and it's hard to believe it, but it is the fifth episode on my mini-series focusing on female films. Today, I am joined by the one and only (laughs)
1: Juliana Luis. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm Juliana Luis. I'm a cinema production major here at Ithaca College. I also co-produce ICTV's Sketch Me If You Can and ICTV's Unfunded. And I also produced Your Own, which is a short film going to be screened at Yonkers Film Festival pretty soon. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course, thank you for being here. Today, Juliana has selected the 2004 film DEBS for us to talk about today. DEBS is written and directed by Angela Robinson. DEBS, which stands for Discipline, Energy, Beauty, Strength, is a top-secret government agency that trains women to be quote crime-fighting hotties with killer bodies who are tasked with stopping the most dubious villains on the planet. This film follows the Debs Max, Dominique, Janet, and Amy as they work to take down the criminal mastermind Lucy Diamond, but what happens when one of the Debs wants to take down Diamond in a different way (laughs) if you catch my drift? follow along as this spy flick becomes a queer love story for the ages. So, Juliana, why did you select this film for us to talk about today?
1: Okay, so I want to clear one thing up and one thing only is that I did not steal this from Kaylin Meadows. (laughs) Um, We were uh, talking about which films to discuss and like female led films. And there weren't a lot of queer films on the docket for this podcast. And I was like, boy, do I have the movie for you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this. You cannot believe.
0: I'm really happy you selected this because I'm embarrassed to admit it. I literally didn't know this movie existed until you told me about
1: it. No, it's totally fine. I had no idea about it until I, it came up on a YouTube series called Drunk Lesbians Watch, um, which is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I also had no idea about this movie. It's it's very campy. Also a major flop. So Well, major flop financially, but... You know what? It's a it's a hit it's a hit in our hearts.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's a lot of films that, you know, in retrospect, everyone or a lot of people love, but mm-hmm. they are box office flops, like Jennifer's Body exactly. that we just talked about. It's it's a common thing that happens, maybe a lot more with female films than other mm. films. <laughs> I feel like this is just such an interesting concoction of a film, though, because the acting, cinematography, and even some of the dialogue verges on, like, corny, cringy, in the best (laughs) way possible. Like, I really enjoyed watching it, but the content matter and themes that Debs plays with, I feel like, are really mature and, like personable and intense
1: yeah yeah well i was talking to my roommate about this last night that it's almost like (laughs) like if you made a disney channel original movie into a queer romance it's straight up a parody of charlie's angels it's very campy i wouldn't even say that some of the dialogue is corny i would say most of the dialogue (laughs) is very corny um but it's like very nostalgic it's nostalgic in a way that i think is not really seen very much because like I think a lot of queer romances are so intense. Yeah. Um, And this one is just like, hee hee, let's let's be spies and, you know, play in front of a green screen. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's very relieving in that way. I
0: feel like it's almost like currently a faux pas to have queer love stories in this light. But Mm. it's like, if there were more of these, we would see more of these narratives. Like, you don't have to take queer love, I feel like, so seriously. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like right now, it's like Call Me By Your Name, like Blue is mm-hmm. the Warmest Color, like all these films are, Portrait of a Lady on Fire are so intense. Yeah. That it's just like, it's really nice to watch such a lighthearted women love women film. Exactly.
1: Well, I found this with, um, with Moxie, which was directed by Amy Poehler, which mm-hmm. is also kind of touching on like really intense themes, but is like so like goofy and fun. And like, you can actually take a breath when you're watching it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, You don't have to like emotionally prepare yourself before watching Debs, which I think is probably one of its greatest strengths. Yeah. Yes, (laughs)
0: Yes, <laughs> correct. I think Debs also does an excellent job of capturing real elements of femininity mm-hmm. just like in addition to a lovely lesbian love story. Yes, exactly. Uh, I think one of my favorite moments that highlights like just womenhood is when Diamond and Amy first meet. They accidentally run into each other in like a, like a storage area. It's They're, a very
1: meat cute moment. Yeah, it's
0: a meat cute moment, but they run into each other and instinctually apologize <laughs> like they are two of like the apparently like most capable women on the planet yeah run into each other and instinctually apologize before
1: they see who it is
0: i just thought that was hysterical
1: no i i i love that aspect of the movie
0: do you have any more general favorite moments of this film that maybe like they don't have to focus on like womanhood but just in general
1: oh yeah okay so there are two moments that are kind of tied for me it's the first one is the montage like it both montages where they're you know where amy and lucy are sort of formulating their love because it's very it's so 2000s it's like the most 2000s montage i've ever seen and then Lucy, like, pins Amy down and is like, do you love me? I'm like, this is the most lesbian thing ever. You guys (laughs) moved in together and are saying I love you probably within the first week of meeting each other. Yeah, no,
0: they literally say that she has been, (laughs) (laughs) that Amy has been, like, missing from the Debs for a week. Like, yeah. that is the entire timeline of it, and I love it. No, I thought the montages in this film, like, this is what I honestly think, like, a cute montage should be, both yeah. times. Like, both when Lucy and Amy are, like, building up their, you know, like, exactly what you said, like, their yeah. love for one another, and also when Lucy's like, nah, I'm gonna get good. Like, yeah. she, like, it's it's so cute. She's just, like, dancing and singing, like, interspliced with her returning money, and, yeah, like, tra- yeah. like, wire transfers, and...
1: Yeah. I yeah. think it's also, it's... I mean, okay, I think this might be a little off-topic in terms of the question, but I think one of my favorite things about Debs is the fact that it's not really a coming-out story. Mm. And, you know, like, if you take the coming-out part of something like Happiest Season, Mm -hmm. you don't really have a plot.
0: Exactly. Whereas if
1: you take coming-out, like, out of the story of Debs, it's more of a story about her fraternizing with the enemy and not exactly... A story of her coming out. I mean, there's like a couple bits of dialogue where she's like, "Are you gay?" And she's like, "I'm not gay." Yeah. Um, and then two seconds later, she's making out with Lucy. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's I think really, really fantastic that like Lucy, in that moment, in that montage, she's not like, "You need to come out for me." It's like, "Okay, I'm gonna be better for you, so you can, so I can prove to you that I'm a, a good enough girlfriend." And I think that's really, that's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I also i'm just in love with personally like diamond and amy's relationship in this mm-hmm. listen i'm a sucker for the quote like the enemies to lover trope mm-hmm. like i can't <laughs> help it so i was i was in love with it from the beginning as soon as i was like oh there's some <laughs> chemistry here but also kind of touching on what we said earlier i just liked that it these two women were allowed to have this relationship in the film and it mm-hmm. wasn't serious and yeah it, it wasn't a big deal. And, like, there's not even a moment when you find out that, like, Lucy's going on a date with a woman at the beginning of the movie that yeah. it's, like, a big deal. It's just, like her wingman the, sets her up
1: yeah the joke isn't that she's going on a dig with the woman the joke is that they all think she's planning to fully kill someone and yeah. it's actually like a blind date yeah i i mean jordana brewster is probably the most beautiful woman i've ever seen in the world and like every every single woman in this movie this is also something i feel like people are surprised at the fact that this is a female-led film because every woman is sexualized yeah. in to at least a little bit of some extent in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, it might be because they're like, it's a parody of Charlie's Angels, but also I think it's, I don't know, if you're making a queer movie, like if a lesbian is making a queer movie about... I don't know, like a female romance, it might be inevitable that you're going to end up sexualizing the women in there. Yeah. But also like I don't think it's like a disrespectful sexualization. No, there's but also as a woman attracted to women, maybe maybe I don't mind it.
0: Yeah, you know, know. it's also there's a difference in like the cinematography. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. these 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 women who are like leading this film are running in short plaid skirts and heels and like the schoolgirl uniform. Mm -hmm. But there's not slow pans on like their chests when yeah. they're running even like the scenes with Lucy and Amy like i think this is why it's so important that this was written and directed by like a lesbian woman yeah. that they're not fetishized they're not for you to to watch and gaze at. Yeah. Like these are just women existing and I feel like there's almost a level of power in mm-hmm. in the the sexuality that they display. I mean like yeah, Debs' whole thing is that like these are hot women that could kick your butt. Like
1: <laughs> that's like the thing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh
0: as a whole, what if you had to pick one thing, what would your favorite thing be about Debs?
1: Um, as a bisexual woman who is not quite out to every person she's super close to. Um, surprise if you're listening to this podcast right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that I really love Debs because it doesn't force the queer people watching it to re go through the trauma again of coming out or like live through someone else. You're living through these characters in a way that you're like also falling in love with them. It's not the fact that you're also having to like, struggle with your sexuality which like I think it was inevitable for her to have to like have that character who is coming out because that's like a part of the queer experience Mm -hmm. but it wasn't something it wasn't the only thing about it which I thought was really really important
0: yeah I would totally agree with that like I came out earlier to well I had been I have been by my entire life but I came out to um my friends and family immediate family um, earlier this year and I found a lot of the scenes with Diamond and Amy just like really comforting because mm. it, it's, it's a way that I had never seen I feel like queer love depicted before and I think that's super important like the dialogue that the two of them share I love and there's the one line where uh, she says
1: I'm here because I feel more like me
0: when I'm with you than I do when I'm with me it's just like uh being able to perfectly describe what it is like yeah. to love another person past like the physical Realm and it's like she's, it doesn't matter that this is a woman who loves a woman like they just yeah. love each other And yeah. it's such a great depiction.
1: Yeah, uh, well I feel more like myself when I'm with uh, I feel more like myself when I'm with you than when I am with myself is so like encapsulate so much of like the experience of being in the closet and like I think it's also very I don't know if this was purposeful or if I was reading too much into it but I think it is really interesting that um, Amy was the one with the perfect score because she Mm -hmm. was the one who was able to lie the best Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's basically just a metaphor for like being appraised for being in the closet like when you're you know when you're passing or when you're fitting in Mm -hmm. more or less it's like Almost like seen as a good thing, and I think that, uh, yeah, just that as a metaphor was like so interesting in this movie. But I, I don't think I even caught the first time I was watching this.
0: Uh, absolutely, and I even love the director's decision to include characters that like are not outwardly homophobic, mm. but clearly do not understand the intimacy or love between Diamond and mm-hmm. Amy. So, like, Amy's ex-boyfriend. Well, yeah. Like, I feel like (laughs) it's an important character to include, but he's also not, like, horribly, like, demonized or triggering Mm -hmm. or, like, a huge source of, I don't know, like, uplifting trauma and, like, a queer view. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's, I feel like, more realistic and maybe more timeless to have a character who's almost slightly homophobic and yeah. not, like, you know? like yeah. yeah,
0: where it's, like, his... As soon as, you know, like, Amy is back with the Debs and, mm-hmm. you know, her honeymoon with, like, Lucy is done, Yeah. Uh, she, like, almost, like, regresses a little bit, which is, like, I think, like, a normal thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's a normal reaction to being outed to everybody mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and when she gets back with her boyfriend, he's like, oh, and, like, the lesbian stuff, like, it's hot. And it's just, like, <laughs> it, like as a bi woman, like, made me, like, seethe in my seat. All elements of the queer experience in this I really liked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I agree. Why do you think more people don't know about Debs?
1: I was doing some research. Allegedly, this movie had a $3.5 million budget, which, like, it was on Wikipedia and IMDb, (laughs) but I feel like that is so false, given the, the amount of green screen in this movie alone was, like painful um but like (laughs) it made less than a hundred thousand dollars so even if it had had a million dollar budget it was still it still did not make that much money I think that queer stories especially I mean this was 2004 yeah um coming off the like the wave of Charlie's Angels which Mm -hmm. started in 2000 I think that people weren't really interested they said We can either watch Cameron Diaz be straight and attractive (laughs) or we can watch Jordana Brewster be gay and not attracted to my demographic, which is, I think, what people like kind of assume when they when they go into watching queer queer cinema. Uh, Does that make any sense? Absolutely. I don't know if that sentence quite like if you were just listening. It was extremely coherent. Don't worry.
0: Do you have a favorite character in Debs?
1: Okay, here's the thing. is I was thinking about this last night. Um, I, t- I love Jordana Brewster so, so much <laughs> that I think it's almost blinding that I'm like, she's my favorite character, obviously. Um, <laughs> I do have a least favorite character though, can I? Yes,
0: please. It's
1: Devin Aoki's character, Max. She's supposed to be a French woman. Yeah. Um, horrendous accent i it might have been i don't know if you want to go into this because this is a 25 minute podcast but i think the the issue of race can come up in the sense that i think that um the director almost wanted to be like well we're not making her into an asian stereotype she's just going to be a different kind of foreigner and that's what's funny about it which like Admittedly, it is kind of funny when she just like puffs out a cigarette when they're like trapped yeah. in this vault. Yeah. But like um... they
0: they are facing a a life and death situation. She's like, let me get a smoke. Yeah. Like <laughs> consistently, I don't think there's a, like more than like a if the scene is more than five minutes, she will have a cigarette in her hand. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She was she was probably my least favorite just because well also you need like subtitles to understand her because yeah. the quote unquote French accent is very thick. Yeah. Yeah. Also, but they is my her, favorite.
0: Yeah, they what made she? her a sex addict. Also, like oh. a weird, like, like that's a literal line. Like, just like a weird
1: stereotype. Yeah. to Bring to the table for French people. <laughs> not that French is a race, but it does, like, not that. Sorry, <laughs> I was talking about this with one of our friends. Yeah. Um, you can't be like racist towards an ethnicity. Yeah. Um, but also, if you could be, this would be it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's valid. I think my um, favorite character was definitely Scud. I know, like, he's not like an important (laughs) character, but I also no, he's
1: incredibly important. I feel like I'm in love with
0: Jimmy like Simpson so much. I Mm -hmm. think he's an incredible like comedian, incredible actor, (laughs) underappreciated. but he, the, the character of Scud is just so supportive and such a funny wingman yeah. that I feel like he brings so much to the table for this film. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that it's like he gets his own little straight romance yeah. in addition to the queer <laughs> stuff happening.
1: <laughs> the director was like, ah, we'll toss one out for you guys. Throw <laughs> <laughs> so him a bone. Yeah, this is like the the LeFou of the movie. You Precise. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, But I think, yeah, I think Scud is weirdly more important than he seems. And I think that in terms of having a a friend who is a male, like a male friend, not a love interest, not like, oh, maybe you just haven't found the right guy yet or something like that. Like, I think just flat out never questioning her sexuality, never questioning the fact that like, he's like, just be open to love. Yeah. And it, don't we all need a scud in our lives?
0: It's true. It really <laughs> is just, like, supporting the heck out of Lucy Diamond. Like, setting her up on blind dates. He's willing to disassemble her entire evil army yep. for, the, like, her to find love. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, we're 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 doing this, going <laughs> off the deep end. And, like, the entire montage, he's working his butt off yep. to clean Lucy's slate. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Has Debs influenced your own work at all, do you feel? Or what you want your work to, to be in the future at all?
1: This is a really interesting question. I think that Unfunded, the show that I'm co-producing right now, which is a heist comedy, um, sort of plays into the campiness of mm-hmm. like crime movies. Uh, I would hope that it was just as silly as Debs. Yeah. I think that if... If any of my work in the future can make people feel as happy and as seen as I do when oh. I watch Debs, I think that would be, I would be doing something right. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> oh.
1: I definitely didn't write that down beforehand. <laughs> that Practicing was it in
0: the hallway outside.
1: It's um. my Oscar speech. <laughs> Tom and Jerry and Debs. <laughs> you don't need to include that. It's okay, I loved it.
0: Who do you think should watch Debs slash who would you recommend watch Debs?
1: Okay you see the obvious The obvious choice is women loving women yes. if you are a woman loving woman you will love this movie. Yes. I would hope um, but I don't want to say this is only for women loving women because mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of a rhetoric that straight people have sort of perpetuated that like straight people and non women loving women mm-hmm. or non W- non women in general yeah. um, can't enjoy queer cinema mm-hmm. and therefore sh- it shouldn't be made in the mainstream. I think that's a big excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you enjoy something like Agent Cody Banks mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like something that really hits that point of nostalgia but also that like soft spot uh, in terms of romantic comedies, mm-hmm. you will enjoy Debs. So I recommend it heavily.
0: I agree (laughs) I think everybody should I think again it goes off of what we talked about earlier that it's like these films should be allowed to just exist in the entire like the main realm of films and just to be enjoyed not necessarily to be like critiqued or Mm -hmm. anything like that just sit back enjoy have a good time yeah Before we close out, do you have any clubs, shows, or projects you would like to promote on here?
1: Oh, boy, do I. (laughs) Um, Catch Sketch Me If You Can on ictv.org on Monday evenings. Catch Unfunded, which will air as a 30-minute special next spring 2022. Um, And then you can purchase tickets to Yonkers Film Festival. We're having an online screening for the student films, and your own will be a part of it. Um, So so that online screening will be November 16th. You can purchase tickets at yofifest.com.
0: That is great. Well, with that, Juliana, thank you so much for joining me, and thank all of you for tuning in. Be sure to come back in a couple of weeks to hear me discuss the 2001 film Monsoon Wedding with Serena Belgupta. Check out the theithican.org for more interesting and creative content. You can listen to any of the Ithacan podcasts wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at theithacan.org. Thank you guys so much again. Thank you, Juliana. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. (laughs)